0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, shifts happen. Okay, it is about 10 in the morning on Thursday, September 13th, 2018, when I am recording this. And over the last day, there have been some significant shifts in the forecast of Hurricane Florence once it reaches the Carolina coast. First, there was a general shift southward of the track in terms of where it might uh, reach the coast uh, from uh, closer to the Outer Banks and Cape Hatteras down to near the Wilmington area to near the North Carolina-South Carolina border. And then... After that, there was suddenly this tendency for there to be a southwestward uh, turn or west-southwestward turn into South Carolina and tracking through South Carolina to approximately the Georgia border or back up to roughly the Georgia-North Carolina border. And now the latest forecast projections from the National Hurricane Center suggest then a turn back to the north and east, which is common to many hurricanes. One thing that has remained constant in terms of the forecasts has been the relatively rapid progression of Florence towards the Gulf Stream and over the Gulf Stream today, as well as Now, the fact that Florence will slow down dramatically once it gets to the coasts, leading to an extended period of heavy rains near the center and uh, especially to the north and east of the center where there's going to continue to be a strong flow of moisture off the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, The problem is the position of where the heaviest rain falls has shifted southward and a little bit westward, uh, potentially, with time. Uh, the fact that these shifts happen is usually enough to get people to start bitching and moaning about well the forecast a week ago said this and now they say this and I made all my plans and blah 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 blah, blah and lots of whining, 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 whining. Okay, stop your whining. I'll tell you why these things happen and why these types of forecast shifts occur about at, at three days roughly to when the hurricane reaches the shore, particularly the east coast of the U.S. If this was the Gulf Coast, it would be uh, potentially even a little bit uh, closer to the event. But with the east coast, it's roughly about three days. And this relates to the fact that the United States is in what we call the mid-latitude zone of the northern hemisphere, where, for the most part, systems progress roughly from west to east. And in particular, at the height of hurricane season, which we are now coming into, the height of hurricane season in mid-September, we start to see the jet stream become more active, start to dip farther south. And that means weather systems will progress more rapidly from over the Pacific Ocean onto the continent of North America and progress towards the East Coast in general. Now... A lot of weather prediction forecasts, including those that relate to hurricane forecasts, depend on data from the world. Some of our models are global in scope, some of them are hemispheric in scope, some even smaller areas than that. But they all depend on data. We have generally had an increase in the amount of data available to these forecast models, especially from satellite platforms, over the last 30 to 40 years. However, even with that, there still is relatively less data over the Pacific Ocean than over the landmass of North America. In particular, data related to uh, the vertical structure of the atmosphere and the structure of weather systems. Uh, The models do a pretty good job. Uh, given the data that they have. But often, once those systems approach the West Coast of North America, we start to really get a better handle on how the progression occurs and how what happens there may affect what goes on downstream uh, through usually about uh, anywhere from two to four days downstream between the West Coast of North America and the East Coast of North America. So, And that is possible. We can have a system upstream uh, amplify and affect something downstream two to four days away we know that about the atmosphere the models do capture that pretty well but until we get to the point where the models have uh... the best data they can which is as we get to the west coast of north america sometimes we don't have the best predictions of what's going to happen in terms of systems from the pacific so a week ago we're uh, dealing with predictions a week ten days out of what's going to happen to florence and we're dealing with data that would start representing systems from the western or central Pacific at that particular time. It takes about four days for the systems to cross the Pacific as well, much of the time. So we're dealing with computer models that are looking at systems by the time Florence would come on shore that would also be in a very data sparse area compared to what we have over land in North America and along the West Coast. So now, fast forward about a week. Florence is now about two and a half to three days away from the southeast U.S. coast, yesterday morning. We start seeing the uh, representation of what's going to happen uh, three days hence much better because the data that initialize the depiction of those weather systems coming onto the west coast is much better. It's just like anything. Uh, in terms of computers. You put garbage into it, you get garbage out. You put higher quality in, you get higher quality out. And I'm not saying that what we had a week to 10 days ago was garbage. It's much, much better than what we had 1979, the start of the modern sat- satellite era. But it's still not as high quality in terms of the input data as we have once a system reaches the West Coast. This allows us to have a better, more confident prediction of what those systems coming in off the Pacific are going to do. And so, as these systems come in, they can impact the track of hurricanes. And so, with that respect, shifts in the track at about a two to three day period before the storm comes on shore, and especially what happens as the system comes on shore and afterwards are not that uncommon. Uh, and so. Uh, A week ago, nine days ago, there were already calls for people in the Carolinas to be prepared. Over the weekend, I had made statements on earlier podcasts that if you lived in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Virginia, you needed to start thinking about getting ready pretty quickly and be ready to evacuate. And the evacuations occurred along the coastal counties of the Carolinas on Tuesday. And part of the reason for the early evacuations is because there's only so many roads in and out of the coastal counties. And even if you uh, make them all one way, you still have a lot of traffic, you still have a lot of people. You do not want to let that go to 12 hours before. That's a recipe for a complete disaster. So differences in the track forecasts, they happen. Shifts happen. I could say that a different way uh, in terms of a very common vernacular expression and it means kind of the same thing in certain respects. We also have had differences in the intensity forecast of Florence. Florence. This is a different matter altogether. Here, what seems to be happening is that we have the storm expanding in its physical size, in its horizontal extent particularly in terms of the core of the winds above hurricane force. Uh, Hurricane force winds now this morning extend to about uh, 80 to 90 degrees away from the center of the storm, away from the eye. That's a big radius for hurricane force winds. This makes Florence a big, big hurricane. The tropical storm force winds are almost 200 miles out from the center. Again, that makes Florence a very big hurricane but the actual intensity of the maximum winds has decreased significantly so that Florence is now down to a category three hurricane. So is this a problem with the prediction? In a way, yes, Uh, but it doesn't make Florence any less dangerous. And I will tell you why in terms of the energy. And this refers to something we call the ice skater effect. If you've watched ice skaters on the Olympics, they have their arms stretched out and they start a spin they bring their arms in, they start to spin faster and faster and faster the more that their arms come in toward the center. This is a physical principle called the conservation of angular momentum. It works the same way for storm systems and hurricanes. And in this case we're seeing the reverse. Florence has in effect extended its arms outward and its inner speed has decreased. But the energy of the storm as a whole is not only not only perhaps the same as it was, it may even be greater because of the greater volume of air that it's moving around. So don't be fooled by the decrease in intensity of Florence. This is still a very strong hurricane. has a lot of energy with it, uh, and it now is spreading that energy over a bigger area, which actually makes some of the threats, particularly from flooding, even more... Uh, of a potential issue than i've been talking about all week so if you're tempted to complain and whine about the forecasts i'll just tell you um well if you could do better Uh, I'd be happy to let you start making forecasts. The National Hurricane Center would probably also be happy to let you start making forecasts. Uh, My bet is with the data you have uh, available to you, which is even less than what the National Weather Service has, you won't be able to do it. Uh, That's not a challenge. That's not meaning to demean anybody who thinks that they can do a good job. But what it means is it's all about the data here. And shifts happen. That's all for this morning, this edition of The Daily Bolt. We'll probably have one more podcast, at least before Florence comes ashore. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilling. If you got value from this podcast, please share, please subscribe. Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Podbean. Uh, please share it with someone you know in the Carolinas, uh, especially, uh, that may be skeptical. They need to be, take action now if they have not already taken action. And if you really got value from this, we would love for you to become a patron and support us financially so that we can do more of these podcasts, do more video, do some uh, maybe even live on location things. Uh, But all that costs additional uh, for us. And so we would need your support and we would love to have it. And if you think this podcast is a bunch of garbage, well, okay, stop listening to it. Uh, That's all I can tell you about that for now. I'm signing off. This is The Daily Bolt. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, and God bless.